Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coach Orgeron, David Basil, here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Uh, a lot has happened since then. No question. I, I, thanks for bringing me back. <laughs> After 2014, I won a pretty good run, so maybe I can go to another one. You know, uh, put that picture back up. Let's look at uh, Coach Orgeron when he was a grad <laughs> assistant. That's 1986. Uh, Dean Weber, uh, you worked with Dean. You worked with you were a strength coach, and it was right after I left. It was a year after I left, and uh, some great memories. Man, what a wonderful time! You know, I was shoving a shrimp in a shrimp shed, and I got a call and said, "Bibby, you got a call from Arkansas." Arkansas, what's going on? Brad Scott, I had worked with at uh, Northwestern State. He said, "Man, we, we got a job for you in the in the in, in the strength job at, at the University of Arkansas. You want?" I said, "Hold on." I was in my shrimp, my shrimp boots, and my, my, my shrimp, uh, my shovel. I was shoveling the shrimp on my shrimp. Boom! Threw that thing in the, in the bayou. I gave him and said, yeah, I want a job. I said, where's Arkansas at? <laughs> now, you said that one of the great things, I, I read the book. The book is called Flip the Script. My third book I've read this, this uh, last month. Give the description, you were in the bottom of this boat, and talk about how you guys would get fed and how it would sound. Oh, man, we, we get on the bottom of the boat at 5 in the morning, and look, we get out at about 10 at night, unless another boat would come. But at 12 o'clock, the horn would blow, and I can hear that bucket coming. Skeet, 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 skeet. And it was a silver bucket, and it had a bag of Lay's potato chips, a Coke, and a sandwich. One thing at lunch me with some mustard. Boy, I tell you what, you sat on you sat on ice, you ate that thing, the horn blew, put it in put it in the bucket, twelve fifteen, went up. But look out on Friday, double meat Friday, baby. I couldn't wait. <laughs> so obviously when you got the call, you were ready to go. And uh, what what are your memories of Arkansas? You're at Ken Hatfield, Fred Goldsmith. What, what a tremendous uh, opportunity. You know, I've been in Northwestern State. Uh, John Thompson had recommended me to Dean Webb and I'm Dean and I still friends today and uh just to go there to division one program uh work on a george williford i saw his sister was here there and then work with great athletes and being around one of my favorite memories was on thursday morning i had to you know handle the guy maybe a little discipline you know i, I could have been in there myself <laughs> it might have been out a little too late or something i was probably with him but i didn't tell him I, maybe missed a class or something so we didn't want to work them out too much before game time on the squat rack, so we put them on the hip sled. Well, you guys know a hip sled, and you push it. And, man, I'm on, I'm in there, and I'm just getting after them. Man, beads of sweat are coming. And this guy goes, man, you're crazy. What do you mean I'm crazy? He goes, you know who that guy is? I said, yeah, Stephen Jones, outside linebacker. He goes, you know who his daddy is? I said, no. He said, his daddy Jerry Jones. I said, who the hell is Jerry Jones? I don't care. To this day, Stephen, he tried to hire me the Cowboys, respects me because I coached him as a football player. That was a great memory. Yeah, it was funny. I was going to show you. You saw the trim cut uh, haircut of Ed Orgeron. Let's show it when he was at Northwestern State. Look at there. Look at that guy. It's a bit longer. A little bit. Uh, but that was obviously so you were able to go back. You know, you were able to spend two years there, go to Arkansas for two years. And this is an amazing story. So you're two years at Arkansas. You're looking around for other opportunities. And talk about your objective. Well, you know, back then, January 1, as we all remember, everybody played on January 1. And I watched the University of Miami win the national championship. Well, one of my uh, coaches was there, Bill Johnson. 
as a graduate assistant. So I was going to come back to Arkansas. And by the way, I have a beautiful girlfriend. I got to tell you a story about, about Brandon a little bit later. But I had a pretty good friend. Her name was Vicki. And she was from Pine Bluff. And I called. Hey, Vicki, I'm going to come get you. And them roads are full of eyes. Don't come now. I said, okay. So I called Coach Hatfield. I said, Coach. He said, the roads are bad. Don't come. So I'm sitting around the house. I said, you know what? Let me call Bill Johnson and congratulate him. I won a national championship. I remember the number right now, 305-284-2563. And I called, and the secretary answered. I said, ma'am, may I speak to Bill Johnson? She goes, Coach, Bill just left. He got a job in Louisiana Tech. But I'm going to put you in charge. I'm going to put you in charge of one of the coaches. Hold on a second. Okay. Grab a little bit higher. Right here. All right, we good there? I don't need that damn mic very strong. <laughs> so uh, Tommy Tuberville gets on the phone. I had met him one time. And I said, hey, Tub, where's Bill? He said, hey, him and Don going back to Louisiana Tech. I said, hey, man, you got a graduate assistant job open. He goes, he goes, hell yeah, you want it? I said, yeah, I want it. He said, we're meeting only 20 minutes. He called me in a half hour. He said, you got the job, man. Can you be here on Monday? I said, yeah. Now, back then... I partake in a couple of beverages, so you guys may know that. <laughs> but the grace of God, I haven't in a while. That's why I'm standing here today, I can tell you that. <laughs> so my car was leaking oil. And I had an old cutlass, you know, you remember them tops, used to, the top used to fall down, used to touch them. So I stopped at the gas station, and I bought me a case of oil and a case of beer, and on to Miami I went. <laughs> <laughs> but if it had not been for Vicky telling you not to drive on yeah. those icy roads. Yeah, thank God, Vicky, wherever you're at. Thank God for telling me not to come. And I'm going to tell you what, she was good looking. It had to be icy, I promise you. <laughs> so just to, to make it clear, this next step. So you're looking at a guy, you know, who as a coach won five, has won five national championships. One as a head coach at LSU, two at Miami, and two at USC. So I just want to put that in context. This guy has been, he's experienced five national championships. You go down the first year. You got Jimmy Johnson as your coach, and well, talk about how much you learned with Jimmy down there. The first day I stepped on the field, I knew how to coach them. That Jimmy was, him and Pete were still the two best coaches I've ever seen. The intensity level that I saw, those guys working at the University of Miami was never, has still never been matched. But the way they coach and the way those players, I heard those players say two words when I was at the University of Miami. Yes, sir. And as we know, things have changed now. Nowadays, you tell them something, they go, why? You know, why do I got to do that? But we had a great time at the University of Miami, and Jimmy was phenomenal. Coach, a lot of great players. I mean, really some of the greatest defensive linemen to ever play the game. I mean, you really did. You yeah. had a chance. So you remember, so you get there for one year. Jimmy Johnson coaches one year, leaves for the Cowboys. Yeah. You got Dennis Erickson come in, and you turn around, and you still win two national championships. Yeah. You know, uh, they, the, the ball was rolling back then. They had some great players. And I learned a lot from my players, too. But, you know, Coach uh, Erickson comes in. He wanted to keep – the 4-3 defense, Tommy Tuberville was instrumental in me getting the job. I was assistant defensive line coach. And uh, we had Cortez Kennedy. And Cortez, as you guys know Our from Kansas. Arkansas, God yeah. bless him, one of the best human beings I ever coached. And Tommy had recruited Cortez from northwest Arkansas. And, you know, coach Lace Wallace passed yet. We still talk, talk about the story. Everybody passed him up. And uh, so we were running the 16-1-10 test. Well, Cortez... And God bless him now, and, and he allowed me to tell the story. <laughs> was a little late because of eligibility, right? So he comes in the day we were in the 16-110 test. 
And boy, you know, you get your recruit in, everybody's walking around, this is my recruit, man, I want, I want to see him. And, you know, so me and Tommy were instrumental in getting Cortez. Well, we run a 16-1-10 test. So here comes Cortez. 350 pounds. When's the first sprint? 110 yards. 110 yards. When's the first sprint? And me and Tommy go, yeah, that's our recruiting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, second. When's it again? And Coach Johnson, they're just looking like that. We play in Florida State, not no more team in the country. Coach Johnson is tight. Man, the third one, Cortez wins again. Man, everybody's going, yeah, we recruited him. <laughs> he takes off his shirt. He starts swinging in the air. At Florida State, we're going to whip that butt. Man, everybody, man, who's this guy? Hey, the fourth one, then he passed out. Coach <laughs> is kicking him off the field. He played on the PAT field goal team that year. He got to be friends, me and him, he, great human being. You guys know Cortez, he's a great human being. Coach, uh, obviously some, some great, some of the greatest defensive linemen to play, and one of the most probably well-known defensive lineman, but he's not known as, uh, as a defensive lineman, uh, a guy named Dwayne Johnson. Uh, some of you may remember. Uh, that's, how, that's how The Rock looked back in your days. And let's show the next shot there. That guy turned into that guy. So what was it like, Coach? What do you remember? As a matter of fact, the TV show that, that talks about his life, you're, you, you have a, a character in there that plays you, an actor. And uh, what do you remember about that experience? Well, first of all, he's a great human being. His nickname was Dewey. <laughs> and, and not The Rock. It was Dewey. Hey, Dewey. What's up? And uh, well, I remember coming off the practice field one day. And back then, you know, we kind of used words today that we don't use, you know. <laughs> and uh, I said, damn it, Dewey. And his uncle was a, a wrestler. I said, you ought to go be a damn wrestler like your uncle. You ain't worth the crap. Well, at least, at least you took good advice. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did it. He did it. You ever tell? You ever see him? He's a great state still. Yeah. You know, when we win the national championship. He does the um, the, um, the uh, motivational video for us. He keeps in touch with me. Uh, uh, before we did the uh, show, we did a, a cameo. Me and him. He was all fired up. He was telling everybody, "Hey, that's Coach Joe. That's Coach Joe." I was telling everybody, "That's the Rock. That's the Rock." <laughs> He's a great human being. I'm glad to see him. He's having that much success. Now you spent four years at Miami, Coach, and you're, you're on top of the world. Just won two national championships, but you were dealing with a problem. Yeah. And that was addiction. Yeah, got it fixed. Got it fixed. But it's a guy that's been sober for 22 years, and I'm happy about that. And so while you were getting that fixed, Paul Pascalani uh, calls you at Syracuse, gives you that opportunity to yeah. get back into football. Yeah, I went to Syracuse. Very, very uh, fortunate Coach Pascalani. Uh, hired me, gave me a chance, gave me back Division One. I. I stayed three years there. Uh, I was leaving to go recruiting on May 1st. I was shoveling snow out my driveway. My wife back then said, uh, you mad? I said, hell yeah. I said, we getting out of here. Getting out of here. She goes, where are we going? I said, I'm go we're going south. I'm getting out of here, man. But it was a great opportunity, uh, and, I, and I'm very grateful for Coach Pasqualoni. So then you go from snow, cold, to the west coast. So Paul Hackett. Hires you at USC. You're there three years. Uh, Paul Hackett gets fired. But this is a great story that even though Paul Hackett was fired, you made the decision to keep recruiting. Yeah. Every day you were recruiting. You know, I called a mentor you know, in, uh, in my program. Hold on, hold on, let's see. Yeah, yeah, right on. yeah there you go. No? Good, here, there. We didn't have microphones in Louisiana. <laughs> You listen to uh, me loud enough, he could do it without. Right. So, uh, 
he's like, wow, you're here the number. So I go to I go to Sean's school Monday morning. Sean talks to Coach Carroll. Nobody knows about it. Sean's all fired up. Coach Carroll gets on the phone. <laughs> he goes, uh, he goes, hey man, by the way, Pete coached at Arkansas. You guys know he loves Arkansas. And uh, he goes, Eddie, I need you to be at the um, introduction. I said, okay. So lo and behold, I go to the introduction. Now, I've been the only coach on the road recruiting for two weeks. Guess who I see? All nine other coaches. Got a suit on. They're fresh. <laughs> they're shaking hands, ready to go. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? So Pete gets introduced. They didn't want him. He's a retread and all that stuff. Right? So he said, staff meeting. So we go in there, and I used to sit right near the head coach. Some punks and sitting in my chair, got a resume, giving it out. I got to sit way in the back. I'm not happy, okay? Coach Carroll, this is what he said. This is Pete Carroll all the way, man. He goes, you know, guys, there's a lot of great coaches on this staff, but I just want to start on you. I'm not keeping anybody. Huh. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was the last one to walk on. He said, all except you, Eddie, let's go to work. <laughs> And, uh, and away we went. That, no, but, but there's a story. Just keep on working. Keep on knocking. You never know. Just keep on working, man. Something good's going to happen. And where did Cody go to school? Said again. Where did the young man go? Sean Cody came to USC. We signed Sean Cody. His freshman year, he's get, he gets a severe knee injury. He's in the hospital. When there, me and his mom and daddy, and his daddy thanked me, but having his son 16 miles away because he had Notre Dame, he wouldn't have been there. Great story. How about that? Yeah, Pete Carroll, uh, Matt, you know, the, these pictures here, that's, you know, you were, a, a, you know, a, a Louisiana guy, a Cajun guy out there in L.A., <laughs> but but within two years, you guys won a national championship. Yeah. You won two national championships, almost won a third. Yeah, you know, we had some great recruiters. You know, Lane Kiffin was on that staff, Steve Sarkeesian, Norm Child. USC is a powerhouse, and uh, it's a great recruiting area. He did it the right way. You got a chance from there. You got your uh, head coaching opportunity. Ole Miss, yeah. in reading your book, which is called Flip the Script, if, if you want to read the book. Johnny from El Paso, I see. I'm sure you've already read it seven times. Um, love you, Johnny. Uh, but you said you wondered if, if while you were there, it was not the greatest experience for you. You know, you heard some of the things that were being said and just no. didn't feel as comfortable there the, the, the time you were there. Yeah, but, you know, I thanked them. I, 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 man, look, I was young. That was my first job. There's, you don't read a book on how to be a head coach. you got to go do it. And Pete Warren, he said, listen, man, you can't go coach that team like a defensive line now. And them quarterbacks, they don't want to hear how Coach Warren snaps. So it didn't work pretty good. You know, the, the biggest thing I learned from there is that uh, I'm on my way home. And, uh, and I was happy to go. It, it was just one of a good marriage. And uh, I'm on my way home, and I call my mentor. <laughs> and I start, eh, you know, this was wrong, this was wrong. Whoa, 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 what's wrong? No, 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 none of that bull. He said, that may or may not be true. He said, but you're going to learn, son. The only person you can change in the world is you. He said, now, what did you do wrong? Well, <laughs> dog, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but anyway, that was my mentor. And what happened is, I started writing things down, what I wanted to do to change to become a better head coach. I knew I was going to get a chance again. Other people didn't, but I knew. And let me, let me, let me share this with you, David. I want, I want to share this with everybody. I tell this to all my recruits, and congratulations to the winner. I tell this to everybody.
You know, I think all of us, maybe most of us, played this game. You lay down in your bed. You remember, you take the ball and you throw it, and you see how close you can come to the ceiling without hitting it, right? And uh, so I used to do that. I used to dream. And my dream was to be the head coach at Louisiana State University. That was my dream. And I tell everybody, everybody has a dream. Everybody in here, God put a dream in your heart. And everyone is different. That's your dream. You ain't got to tell nobody else. Guess what? They're going to be jealous. They don't want you to do it. But take that dream, write it down, put it to work, and chase it. And never stop. Adversity is going to hit. That's why other people quit. I had a lot of, you know, somebody told me, Ocean, you're too stupid to quit. <laughs> I am. I ain't going to quit. I'm going to go get it. And, and, and the be, be, and he's going to get to this. But to, to realize that I achieved my dream is something I want to share with everybody. If I can do it, you can do it. I promise you. Yeah. yeah. Amen. So you, uh, so you get, you get fired at Ole Miss, and yeah. so you go to New Orleans. You realize when yeah. you're there, you don't want to coach NFL players. That's yeah. not your thing. You want to well. impact young men. Then you got a call from Lane Kiffin. Yeah. You go to Tennessee. Yeah. Spend a year, spend a year at Tennessee. That was fun. <laughs> That, that was crazy, huh? Uh, you, from there, you go out to USC. Yep. I get two years. He gets fired on the tarmac. You become head coach. You go six and two. You thought you had the head coaching job at that point. You know, it's going to happen. You better be ready. So I tell my kids, you know, they're young analysts. They want to be the offensive coordinator. I said, whoa, whoa. Hey, you better be ready because it's going to happen. And, boy, I'll tell you what, when, uh, I, you know, it happened with Lane and, Shit, I was assistant head coach, so I'm part of it. But, you know, the next day I said, okay, here you go. And I went back to my notes. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to get done. And I had to do it. And, you know, the, the biggest thing for you, to, for me, is to change. Uh, my girlfriend will tell you that. I'm not going to promise you that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I had to change. I had to, I, had to, I had to change the ways that I thought in order for me to be successful, and it worked. So you didn't get the – you were disappointed you didn't get the coaching job at USC – and lo and behold, full wow. circle, you come around and you, you become the defensive line coach yeah. at LSU. Well, you know, what an experience. You know, uh, I got to tell the team by, you know, it was an emotional time. And my wife back then, we were sitting on the, we sitting on, about, about to take off. I'm crying. And she goes, why are you so sad? <laughs> we, they just pulled out a $12 million contract a couple of years ago. She goes, whoa, 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 God, he got a better plan. It's going to be okay. I looked at her, I said, damn, it better be good. <laughs> she, was like, she was right. You know, he, he took me away from there. Uh, I was living in a hotel. Uh, my family was back in Mandeville. My kids needed to be back at home. Uh, Les Miles gave me a chance to be the defensive line coach and lo and behold, what happened. And you became head coach. That was the dream. So what was that like when that finally happened? It was wonderful. Hey, you know, and listen, man, when you're the head coach, there's a lot of stuff coming. I said, block out the noise. I'm going to work every day, and I'm going to give it every darn thing I got. I don't know if you guys watch. You guys do. You, know, you like the Eagles. You watch Tony Montana, Scarface. You remember at the end when they bring it and say hello to my little friend? <laughs> that was my attitude every day. Come on. <laughs> da, 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 da. Come on. Hey, so what? I'm the coach of LSU, you know what I mean? <laughs> but what a wonderful time. And, We'll talk about some things that have really happened. Yeah, so obviously things get better and better, and then you have a magical season that uh, that obviously we Razorback fans weren't happy about. But uh, 
but it, it, an unbelievable year. You win the national championship. There are a couple great shots here uh, of you and, and number nine there, Joe Burrow. Yeah. And I, I think the, the coolest thing, for those of you that did not see the Heisman ceremony, this is a clip. And, Matt, you've got that time frame, right, for the clip. This is when Joe Burrow, he said a few things, and then he wants to turn and talk about Coach O. And the entire state has welcomed me and my family with open arms and, and invited us in to, to be native of these hands. I've, I've learned to, to love crawfish and gumbo. And during crawfish, crawfish season, we coach over make sure we, got, we have pounds and pounds and pounds of crawfish in that year. Coach O. You have no idea what you mean, my family. That's cool. I didn't play for three years. You took a chance on me. Not knowing if I could play or not. Not even for forever here. Coach, I mean, all the things you've been through, that kind of moment makes it all worthwhile. I, I, I've never seen Joe emotional like that. And, you know, he's the key. And uh, I gave him the keys. Hell, yeah, make sure he's on the bus. If he wasn't on the bus, the bus was early. <laughs> Where's Joe? <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're at, you know, having a spring game, and, and uh, my son played at Magnesian, and spring games on TV. He called me right out. He said, Dad, you need a quarterback. I said, no shit. <laughs> he goes, Daddy, this guy, Joe Burrows, transferred from Ohio State. You ought to get him. I said, who is that? So one of my coaches was on the staff. He says, Coach, if we get Joe Burrow, we're going to play. I said, we'll go get him. So Joe comes on a recruiting visit. The first thing he tells me, he said, Coach, I don't want to talk to you. I said, what? He said, I don't want to hear you recruiting game. I know you got game. All I want to do is talk football and eat crawfish. Well, you might know, imagine what through my head, you know, get your ass back on the plane in Ohio, boy. <laughs> but the next day we had a we had a football meeting. And uh, Joe was in there. I was in there. Steve Ensminger, Jerry Sullivan, 74 years old, been in the NFL. Joe's daddy, Joe's brother. It took me five minutes to figure out that Joe was by far the smartest guy in that room. That was good to me, and I didn't care about it. But look, so, you know, the, the, is, this recruitment process was wild. And uh, so we go to eat crawfish that night. And my recruiting coordinator goes, 
there's no crawfish here. I said, call Poudreau, tell him to get 40 pounds, cook it, well seasoned, bring it through the damn kitchen, and put it on that platter. What? 20 minutes? Here comes the crawfish. Joe's eating crawfish. Joe's happy. I took Joe out. For you. Check up on that mic. Huh? Just choke up on that mic a little bit. There you go. There you go. Sorry. It looks like I'm in a barroom drinking a beer. All right, here you go. So I took Joe in the parking lot, and I said, if you tell anybody this, you're lying. You're going to be my damn quarterback, boy. i got to go through a process. You come here, we're going to win a championship. So Joe goes back to Ohio, where his girlfriend was going to Cincinnati. His recruiting coach was at Cincinnati. Joe's going to Cincinnati, man. So Joe says he's not going to talk to anybody till Thursday. Now, wait a minute. Now, I wasn't good looking like this guy. You see this guy right here? Arkansas, they were jumping through his window, okay? They weren't jumping through mine. You know what I mean? It, I had to work at it, right? So, and Joe says he's not going to talk to nobody. I said, BS. But on the trip I made friends with his brother and his brother talked to Joe every day and his brother name is Dan he lives in Houston and I called Dan Monday morning I said Dan where you want your brother to go to school he goes, well coach is his choice I said BS Dan are you kidding me I said Dan let me ask you something where you want your brother to go to school LSU coach LSU coach all right, now I know they got some ladies in the house, and I'm going to try to say this as polite as I can, but everybody has heard this before. I said, Dan, reach down there, son, see if you still got two of them. And squeeze hard. If you got two of them, you're going to call your brother, and you're going to tell him to come to LSU. Coach, I got him. I got him, Coach. I got him. No, he was talking, he was, I told Dad every day, Dad, come on, Dad, come on, I got Coach, he's going to come, Coach, he's going to come. And lo and behold, Thursday, I didn't expect him to call. Joe calls, <laughs> he's coming down the shoe, and boy, away we went, man, that, that was a great story. Yeah, for, for a, uh... <laughs> yeah hey, David, pick, pick it up a little bit, David, pick it up. <laughs> pick it up, choke it up a little bit, David. <laughs> All right, we're up against it anyway. Uh, obviously, having a couple of mic issues there, but we got plenty of Coach O there today. Hopefully, the dumb button was working well. But I think everybody's probably heard worse. 